When it comes to investing, retirement, taxes, healthcare, and estate planning, the decisions you make today can greatly affect the quality of life for you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straightforward and unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your retirement. Good news. You found the Retirement Playbook sponsored by APO Financial. So get ready for an hour of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. It's time for the Retirement Playbook. And now, here are your hosts, John Crows, John Goodhue, and Jeff Shea. Good morning and welcome to the Retirement Playbook, the show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to reach your wealth management and retirement goals through smart investing and careful planning. On today's show, we're going to be talking about taking ownership of your retirement means having a personalized plan. Also, how alternative assets can play a role in your retirement planning. Then we'll talk about how to replace the benefits of a pension and finally, the difference between wealth preservation and income generation. My name's Jeff Shade and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions, but of course, the words of wisdom and solid advice come from John Cr- Crows and John Goodhue of APO Financial right here in Lorium. I'll start with you, Coach Crows. How are you doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing great. And uh, I want to say hi to all the deer hunters out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is the first Saturday of deer season in Michigan that got underway on Wednesday. So I would say probably about this time of day, everyone's coming in from the morning hunt. Hopefully they're turning the radio on and listening to some solid advice here today. Well, good. We welcome everybody, deer hunters, non-deer hunters. Everybody's welcome here. Hey, John Goodhue, what's your weekend shaping up to be like today? Hey, Jeff. Oh, well, it's, you know, it's just been great. I love weekends. <laughs> Me uh, too. <laughs> So, so like I say, it doesn't suck. That's not that good of an endorsement, John. It doesn't suck. Yeah, it doesn't suck. <laughs> the old lover boy song, everybody's working for the weekend. Well, anyway, it is the weekend and people are relaxing, taking it easy. At least I hope they are. A lot of people out there, we do salute those people who do have to work on the weekends and nights. And of course, those are public servants, people in hospitals, police departments, that sort of thing. We are certainly happy and privileged that you have made us a part of your weekend here on the Retirement Playbook. Before we get started with the show today, I want to, again, cover some of the seminars that you have coming up. Now, these talks coming up locally, they're going to be here pretty soon. I mean, next week, is Thanksgiving. They're just after that, aren't they? Either you, uh, John Goodhue, or Coach Crows. Tell us more about those. Well, the first one will be on November 28th, and that will be at the Gogeba Community College, and that'll be starting at 6 o'clock. And then the next night on the 29th, we will be in the Calumet High School Library at 6 o'clock also. Okay, so this is just after Thanksgiving. Is there going to be any admission charge to these meetings? Absolutely not. We want you to come in and get educated. Yeah, and also, you know, there's nothing's going to be sold. That's not what we do. So I know some people say, well, you know, I'm afraid they're going to try to sell me something and go to these things. No, we're trying to educate people, give people great information to help them with their retirement. Yeah, and that is unusual when you go to these things. Usually, like you said, I mean, they barely let you out of the door. They're trying to sell you something. It's a book or a plan or something like that. That's what's so great about these seminars is that nothing is sold there. It's just good, honest information for you to use to make the best decisions that you can with your retirement. Basically, what are some of the things you're going to be talking about? Well, we're going to be talking about what a real retirement plan looks like. Most people have no idea because that's what we do. We do comprehensive planning. We do everything in retirement that you could touch, we do. We're going to be talking about how to protect your assets from big market downfalls that seem to happen every six to seven years or so. We're going to be talking about why you need an income plan because it's a roadmap. You can't get to where you're going without the roadmap. Right. We're going to talk about Medicare. We're going to talk about long-term care risk, the different ways to cover that. There's actually nine ways to cover that risk. Mm. A lot of people think there's only one. 
We're going to talk about the importance of tax planning and really trying to get the IRS out of your pocketbook when you're retired. We're also going to talk about the importance of having an overall estate plan because that's kind of the ribbon that ties everything together. So there's all sorts of great information that you're going to be imparting there. And again, this is entirely free. How can people get in touch with you? How can they make their reservations? Because I know that seating is limited. Call the office. Talk to Laura. Her number is 906-523-9030. And once again, that number is 906-523-9030. 906-523-9030. If you'd like to get in on these seminars or on these college-style classes, again, entirely complimentary for our listeners here to the Retirement Playbook. Okay, let's uh, talk about doing it yourself as far as a retirement plan goes. That's uh, really what taking ownership of your retirement means, having a personalized plan. That's what that is all about. So why would people not want to do this themselves? I mean, hey, there's all sorts of information on the radio, on the internet. You can watch Jim Cramer on TV waving his arms and walking back and forth and so forth. Why wouldn't you want to take that information and try doing this yourself? You know what? A lot of people do do that. We run into those people all the time. The studies across the board have shown, and there's lots of reasons for it, but studies every year come out. There's a very famous one called the Dalbar Report, mm-hmm. and they basically compare private investing, basically doing it yourself, to professional asset management. And pretty much every year, it's proven over a long period of time that a professional managed portfolio will do 2 to 3% better per year than what people do on their own. So for people that are worrying about the fees, that's the benefit of a professional uh, financial advisor is that even with that advice, you're going to be making that much more money, even let's say paying the 1% assets under management fee. So that's another thing. It's not cheaper to do it yourself. I would imagine as well, if you're really planning your retirement and you're making these decisions, it's going to be kind of hard to keep your emotions out of it. That's probably the number one thing. We're people, right? And so we get tied in, emotions get in our way. It's easy for individuals who are managing their own assets to actually get out of the stock market sometimes before the bad stuff happens. You kind of get a feeling and they say, you know what? I don't feel like this is good, so I'm going to go to cash. And so I'll see that. But then after the fact, I'll meet with these people two, three, four years after they've done that. And I'll ask them and I'll say, Mm -hmm. okay, when did you get back in the stock market? And they didn't because they were afraid. They didn't know when to get back in. They were afraid of getting you know, caught with their pants down. And so that's the problem because if you do that, you will miss the rebound. You'll miss the upside. And that's a big mistake for people in their overall financial plan. And that's the reason why doctors don't work on their family. They have to keep the emotions out of things. And it's the same way with financial advisors. You really are taking a look at things uh, really in a non-partial way, just making the best decisions that you can for people, regardless of the emotional part of that. I would think that another reason why you would want to leave it to financial professionals is, you know, let me tell you this story. I had an old co-worker who was retiring, at least her husband was retiring from 30 years at the Boeing Aircraft Company. And I suggested she see a financial planner. And she said, my husband's a really bright guy. He handles all that. We don't need a financial planner. John Goodhue, would you attempt to build an airplane if you had never given it a try before? Oh, why not? (laughs) What's the worst that could happen, huh? Yeah, what's the worst that could happen? I could crash and burn, right? Your retirement plan could crash and burn too. Yes, he certainly can. When I meet with people, you know, if they're a plumber, if they're a nurse, if they're a doctor, I don't care what it is, I can't do what they do. And so why do people think that they can do what I do? I've never understood that because I know that I can do it better. And the big thing is people don't know their blind spots. That's what I always say. Right. It's just the things they don't know that are going to come up and they're going to come out of their blind spot and they're going to hit them. Well, 
a professional kind of knows where all those blind spots are and we can protect against those. And so that's why I do what I do. Let's say that I've done some research and I have decided that an annuity is a good thing for me or a REIT or something like that, a real estate investment trust, some insurance product like that. Can I just call the insurance company as an individual and go ahead and buy that? Not generally, no. And you really don't want to do that. There are so many different, like annuities, real estate products. There's so many different ones that if you don't really know what you're looking at, if you really haven't done the due diligence, if you really haven't worked with those in the past, you can make so many bad mistakes so quickly. All of those can hurt you, I mean, dramatically. Yeah, and those can be mistakes that are going to be really, really hard to recover from, too. Coach Rose, you have been in this business now for a little bit here. I know that you've been a teacher and a football coach for 30 years. Everyone knows you. What has been your experience about how complicated this can be? I mean, this is not just a really simple thing, is it? No, not at all. The one thing I would like to address is the emotional part of it. That's probably one of the biggest things I learned as a 32-year coach is, you know, as a young coach, you lose your emotions, you lose your mind a little bit, and every time you lose your emotions, guess what happens? You lose the game. That can happen here, and when you lose your emotions in this game, you're losing your money. And being the math teacher, I always like to run examples with nice numbers. The nice number here would be 50%. So if, if you make a mistake because you're being emotional and lose 50% of your investment, it's going to take you 100% gain to put you right back to where you were. So in other words, you have to double your money, which might take upwards of nine years just to get back to where you were after that first loss. So making mistakes can be doubly expensive here. That's the reason why you want to leave it to the pros. And John Goodhue, I know that you have been doing this for many, 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 many years. Have there been people who have come into you with generic plans that they have done themselves? And when you take a look at this, boy, there are all sorts of holes that you can poke in this. And some of these things can't be undone. They've just made mistakes they're going to have to live with. Oh, yeah. What happens most of the time is people don't have a plan. We have a lot of engineers as clients. And they'll bring me their spreadsheets and they're really proud of them. And so when they're first, you know, we're first getting to know each other, they'll ask me to review them. And so I start reviewing them. And these are really, really smart people. But then I'll find, you know, three or four or five mistakes. I mean, some of those are really major mistakes that they didn't have any idea that's what they would done with their plan. And that's why I have a lot of engineers as clients, because I help them figure out and fix their plan. We're talking with John Crows and John Goodhue of APO Financial right here with a brand new office in Lorium. And we're talking about some of the reasons why you would not want to do these things yourself. Before we go any further here, I want to talk about people being able to get in and sit down and get an appointment with Coach Crows. Coach Crows, tell us how that they can do that. Well, they can reach out to Laura. All you have to do is call their office number. It's 906-523-9030. You could also go to the APO Financial website and also set up an appointment. And when people call that number, of course, they're going to get Laura on the telephone and she's going to make an appointment for you. Right now, are there appointments, even though it is the busy holiday season, people are trying to get things done? Do you have some room for some of our callers this week to get you in, let's say next week or so, even though it is a holiday week? We could get you in on Monday, but we'll be out of the office the rest of the week for celebrating the Thanksgiving holiday. But the week after that would be an awesome week to get you in also. All right. Well, unlike other financial advisors where you get on a waiting list and maybe you've got to be pushed around a while and, you know, maybe you've got questions about taxes or things that you need to have answered before 2024, you can't get in until after 2024. Not the case here at APO Financial. 
If you want answers about your individual situation, then once again, we're inviting you to request your no-cost, no-obligation, no-judgment APO Financial Retirement Playbook Review. As Coach Crow said, call 906-523-9030. That's 906-523-9030. Now remember, it's not going to cost you a dime, but it could uncover some blind spots that when addressed may help improve your quality of life and retirement that could last as long as 30 years. Again, 906-523-9030 or request your complimentary consultation online at apofinancial.com. That's apofinancial.com. Want more strategies to support the quality of life you want for 30 plus years? Don't go away. There's more Retirement Playbook from APO Financial in just a moment. You can't start a journey you've never taken without a plan. And you can't start your retirement journey without a comprehensive plan to get there safely. To request your no-cost, no-obligation retirement playbook review, call 906-523-9030 or request it online at apofinancial.com. Now back to more of the Retirement Playbook with John Crows, John Goodhue, and Jeff Shea. We are so glad you decided to make us part of your weekend here on 920 WMPL, Talk That Bridges the Gap. My name is Jeff Shade. I'm with John Crows and John Goodhue of APO Financial. Our program is called The Retirement Playbook. Once again, the number to call if you'd like to get in and sit down with John Crows, it's 906-523-9030, 906-523-9030. When you call, also ask about those retirement seminars coming up here at about a week or so at no cost and no obligation. Before we continue, when people do call and make that appointment, we've got a book to give them. It's called The Bucket List Book. Fascinating little book. Tell me more about that. So the Bucket List book, I came up with that several years ago because what I realized was people didn't have a bucket list. I couldn't understand that. I would ask them, i go, do you have things you want to do? Oh, yes, I have. we have a lot of things we want to do. Have you got them written down? Have you gone and you know kind of explored them, explored what you would do, what the cost would be? People would go, oh, uh, not really. So I decided, you know what, let's create this bucket list book for people so we can help them do all of that. I've filled up several of them. All our clients absolutely love them. And yes, you should have one too. So if you come in and see us, we're absolutely going to give you that bucket list book. And if people missed the program last week, we talked about the bucket list book. Coach Crows, what's on your bucket list? I think the number one item on my bucket list would be to go and follow a March Madness tournament right from beginning to end. Each weekend, hit the different (laughs) venues right to the final four. And in between weekends, go and hit some golf courses. Well, that sounds like a good bucket list there. And of course, doing something like that is not inexpensive. And that's the beauty of the bucket list book is you can put your items on your bucket list in that book. And then either John, John Crows or John Goodhue will show you how to pay for it. And again, we're going to give that to everybody who calls this weekend to schedule an appointment. You'll get the bucket list book by calling 906-523-9030. It's 906-523-9030. Okay. In this segment, we want to talk about how alternative assets can play a role in retirement. When I think of alternative assets, I think of things outside the standard stock bond mix. Now, John Goodhue, you've heard of the old 60-40 stock bond mix. That goes back a ways. Why does that not work these days? That's called the balance allocation model. It is the way that most financial advisors uh, allocate people's assets. The problem with that model is it's been proven now not to work very well. And the real big problem with it is because if you ask somebody why they do that, 
And they'll say, oh, well, it's for protection purposes because when the stocks go up, the bonds go down and vice versa. Well, the problem with that is that's not true. And when the markets collapse, stocks go down and the value of bonds go down too. And now we are in an up interest rate cycle. I'm sure everybody's been noticing for the past couple of years that interest rates keep on going up and up and up. Well, guess what? That cycle and those up interest rates are going to continue for the next 20 to 30 years because that's what they do historically. And so if you're in bonds, for example, and 40% of your money's in bonds and bond funds, if you looked at it for the past eight or nine years, that part of your portfolio has been losing money. And guess what? With rates continuing to rise, those bonds are going to continue to fall just because it has an inverse reaction to interest rates. So that part of that people's portfolios aren't going to recover for the next 10, 20 years. I think about building a house, and if I go to the home improvement store and they've only got two tools, I think I'm going to be in a lot of trouble building a house that's going to withstand financial storms, just like you do with these retirement portfolios. So I'm sure that stocks and bonds make a part of a retirement portfolio, but what are some of the other things that you can throw in there as alternative investments? A lot of people think of real estate. Real estate is an alternative investment to the stock market. Over long periods of time, real estate's worked out pretty well for people. So not having all your eggs in one basket, that's what I call it. I think it's a really good idea. Real estate does have its cycles. It goes up and down. However, it's a great alternative asset. Now, when people hear the term real estate, they think, well, I don't want to you know, buy rental houses, have to rent them out, and I don't want to have to manage them and all that. I mean, I'm 70 years of age. I want to get calls at 11 o'clock at night that the toilet doesn't work or something like that. But are there other ways that our listeners can invest in real estate without being an active landlord? I would tell people, especially in retirement, that's really what you want to do. Because, you know, in retirement, you don't want to be a landlord. If you're going to travel, you don't want to be in Europe. And then if somebody texts you that your toilets are backed up, that's a mess. Even if you've got a management company, most people find it's really, really hard to find a good management company. And even then, you've got to be involved. There are institutional funds different types of them that are work really, really well. Certain real estate investment trusts, the one caveat I would have on real estate investment trusts, I think we mentioned it a few times this week, is that there are two types. One you should be careful of. One's okay. One is a traded real estate investment trust. That's a REIT. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's traded just like a stock. So it's liquid. You can go buy it and sell it and get out of it if you need to. There's another type. It's a closed real estate investment trust. Those you can't get out of, not very easily. And so people get locked into these things, the non-traded REITs. I see this with some firms and they put people in them and they tell them, you know, well, it's paying a 5% income dividend. And so that's why we're doing it to get you some income. The problem is over time, that five can go to four, can go to three, can go to two, can go to nothing. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that happen a bunch of times. So now you're locked in something you can't get out of. And so that whole part of your portfolio is pretty much useless for you in retirement if you can ever liquidate it. So, John, you know, one of the things I remember from going through and prepping for my licensing exam was that really was a surprise. It was uh, don't REITs have to pay out like 90 percent of their investment income? They do. It can be a really good thing because they're forced to pay you money on an annual basis. Then that's another reason to have the traded REITs because the non-traded REITs, I mean, they're a private investment basically, and they don't necessarily have to do that because most times they don't have gains anyway. We're talking with John Crows and John Goodhue of APO Financial. We're talking about alternative assets outside of the standard stock bond portfolio mix. Let's talk about insurance products and annuities. John Goodhue. 
Oh, sure. They are definitely a non-stock market asset. And there's different types of annuities. I try to educate people in this area because there's lots of people talking about annuities. Annuities now are in a lot of 401k plans, so people don't know exactly what they are. There are people on the internet, I hate annuities. Other people, I love annuities. Most people don't know what an annuity is. All the word annuity is, is it just means that whatever that is has the ability to create a guaranteed lifetime income for you. It doesn't have to. But that's what it means. And there are different types. I mean, there's some I don't like. I don't like variable annuities, for example. And the reason is you can lose money in there. The money goes up and down because it's inside of mutual funds. But the other big reason is the fees in a variable annuity are 3 to 5% or more. You can't make any money long-term paying somebody those kind of fees. And so I don't like variable annuities for those reasons. I do like fixed index annuities. Fixed index annuities are, I think, a very good product. Now, it's got to be the right fixed index annuity because you can buy the wrong fixed index annuity. So you should know what you're doing before you go out and just buy one. But the fixed index annuity, what you should really think about and listen to is what does something do? It's not what it's called. So let's forget the annuity word. Let's just talk about what it does. A fixed index annuity, number one, can't lose money. So your principal's protected. It'll never lose money. Number two, the growth inside that annuity can be tied to stock market indexes like the S&P 500 and the Dow and the NASDAQ, and there's a whole bunch more of them. And so when that index goes up, let's say you're tracking the S&P 500 for your gains. And if it goes up 10%, well, you're not going to get the full 10%. But with a good growth annuity, you could get six, six and a half to eight and a half. So that's not bad. And then the next year when the stock market goes down, the S&P loses 30%. Well, you don't lose your principal, like I said, but you also don't lose those past gains either. They get locked into your principal. Nothing wrong with that. And then if you do them the way I like to do them is you have no fees and expenses inside of them either. So I think that's a win. Yeah, it sounds like a winner to me, too. So that's a good combination there. You have a floor of zero. You can't lose money, but you many times will have a cap. Like you said, if the market is up 10%, at least the index that you're following is up 10%, you may only get six of that. We're talking about alternative investments outside of the standard 60-40 stock bond split. I want to wrap it up with one. I'm going to throw you a little curveball here because I haven't discussed this with either one of you. But that's cryptocurrency. Do you have people come into the office and say, I've heard all about this cryptocurrency. What do you think about it? Oh, yeah. I've got some clients that do some of that. I have one client, but he bought a bunch of Bitcoin really cheap. And then, you know, it was going up and I was saying, you know, what you really ought to do. And I said, you ought to really take some of that money off the table. We'll put it over here. Let's secure it. Look what it would do. Look how much better your retirement plan would be. And he kept on saying, still saying that's to this day. No, it's going to hit 150. It's going to hit one. I'm talking 150,000, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it goes up to about 20000 We have that same conversation. Well, his wife's starting to get a little antsy, and she keeps wanting him to do some of it. Well, it gets up to 30. Same conversation happened. When it got up to 60-something, I think he admit 70000 for a little bit. I was begging him, take some off the table. And, of course, it went way down. And so his wife was beating him up all the way down. He's still in it, but his retirement plan would have been better if he'd have taken some of that money off the table. My biggest problem with him is, one, the thieves like to use it because yes. you can't track it. Exactly. And so anything a thief likes to use, I'm kind of thinking the governments will end yeah. that whole thing sometime. And then that's the other problem is government regulation can just absolutely kill it overnight. I'm not a big fan of it, and I really don't look at it as an investment. It's all gambling. 
Yeah, I mean, would you go to Vegas with the money that you have for retirement? I don't think so, at least as far as I'm concerned. When I get back my initial investment, then I take that off the table, and I just play with the house money, because even if I lose it, then I haven't lost my money. And I think it's the same way with cryptocurrency. What do you think, John? I think that's the same way with a lot of things. Why don't you play with the house's money? You know, if you lose that, so what? It doesn't hurt you. No, not at all. We're talking with John Goodhue and John Crows here of APO Financial. Of course, we have this brand new office here in Lorium, and we really would like people to stop by and say hello to Mr. John Crows there, who's in the office, and of course, the seminars next week. John Goodhue, you're going to be joining John Crows in town, aren't you? I sure am. I will be there with bells on. (laughs) I'm going to look for the bells then. Coach Crows, how can people get in touch with us if they want to get in and sit down, have an appointment with you, and talk about their retirement future? Well, one of the things you can do right now is uh, just stop by the office. We're on 95 3rd Street, Lorium, right off of downtown. Or you could be on Isle Royal Street headed to the Gip Arena okay. and take the left. And we're right on the corner of 3rd Street and Florida Street. You could call Laura Madela. You're going to have an awesome conversation with Laura. She's a wonderful person. 906-523-9030. And stop in and see Coach Crows. I think most people in this part of the country have either had Coach Crows as a teacher, the kids had him as a teacher, or maybe the kids had him as a football coach. He's a fine gentleman and an integral part of this community. So stop by and say hello at APO Financial. Once again, that number, if you'd like a no cost, no obligation, and no judgment retirement review, it's 906-523-9030. 906-523-9030. Or you can request it online at apofinancial.com. That's apofinancial.com. And if you call or check in with us this way, we'll give you that APO Retirement Bucket List book been getting a lot of positive feedback from people from the first two shows and the first thing they they ask about is the uh, bucket list book and then (laughs) then the second thing they ask is if I come in and set up an appointment what do I have to pay you don't have to pay anything we're here to educate you and give you some ideas and teach you about a good retirement plan well, I like that business model. Once again, 906-523-9030. You can request your appointment online at apofinancial.com. Want more talk about sustaining your wealth and thriving in a retirement that could last 30 plus years? Stay tuned for more Retirement Playbook from APO Financial after this. Ready to score a touchdown with your retirement plan? Touchdown! Good. You're listening to The Retirement Playbook. And now, back to the show with your coaches, John Crows, John Goodhue, and Jeff Shea. If you're just joining us, this is a Retirement Playbook with John Crows and John Goodhue. My name's Jeff Shade. And if you want to hear the show again, don't worry. We're also a podcast. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search for the Retirement Playbook with John Crows and John Goodhue. You'll get this show along with past shows so you can stay on top of your wealth and retirement planning. We're going to, in this segment, talk about replacing the benefits of a pension. But I'm kind of new to this area, Coach Crows, and I've heard you talk about the copper country. Why is this the copper country? What's the history of that? This goes way back. They figure that early seafaring region, they came in through the St. Lawrence Seaway and got into the Lake Superior and just found veins of copper right off the shore and mined that copper and brought it back to Europe and basically used it to build the Bronze Age. Copper from the Bronze Age came from there. By about the 1900s, mining companies came and started putting in the uh, mine shafts and sending miners down for about a mile into the earth to uh, yeah. find these copper veins 
Philippines. And so at one point in time, Calumet had over 60,000 people wow. living there. And at that point in time was one of the three finalists for state capital, which eventually Lansing won out on. Well, that's interesting. That's part of the history here of the copper country. And many of the ancestors here probably did work in the copper mines. John Goodhue, where you come from, it was coal mines, right? <laughs> Yes, it was. Yeah, and I've been down in both of them, and I can tell you the coal mine is dirtier than a copper mine. Oh, yeah. You don't get black lung, I don't think, from being in a copper mine, but you would get it in a coal mine. I've been down in one of those old copper mines over there. It's really interesting what they did and what it took to get that out of there. It's unbelievable, the history of the people and how hard of a job that was and people would fight for those jobs yeah and we're we're proud of that heritage and the whole up is a mining community the central up is more of a iron mining but you know the vein of copper goes right up the whole western edge of the upper peninsula and keweenaw peninsula still has a lot of copper the money it takes to extract it right now doesn't pay for to open up a mine Well, I've always wondered, you know, the radio station's logo is Talk the Bridge is the Gap. I would ask you about the gap, but in this segment, I think we want to maybe move on to something here more financial oriented. We'll talk about the gap on another show. In this segment, we're going to be talking about replacing the benefits of a pension. Now, I think only about 16% of people in the country have a pension. A pension is sort of like an annuity. Either, John, can you explain what a pension is? It is an annuity. You basically get a lifetime payout. Social Security, what's a pension plan? It's an annuity. If you have a pension at your work, you have an option. A lot of times you can take the lump sum and reinvest it, or you either take the lifetime payout. If you're married, you can oftentimes put your spouse on there. So if you die first, your spouse can have that lifetime income. Having lifetime income is very appealing. That's what a pension is. Unfortunately, I know the number you gave was about 15 or 16 percent. I think the number is about half that now. These big companies, the private companies have been getting rid of their pension plans left and right. There's not many people except public employees that have pensions anymore. Yeah, and the school system, I mean, Coach Crows, uh, you were in the school system. The school system does offer a pension as well, right? Yes, I have a pension through the state of Michigan, but probably about six, seven years ago that changed and now it's uh, become a defined contribution plan for incoming teachers, you know, and I was grandfathered in and so that's what I have right now is a pension from the state of Michigan. And for those people who are lucky enough to have pensions, there are some choices that you need to make. I have a pension myself, and I didn't need to make a choice, and that was taking it as a lump sum or a monthly pension. Now, my particular group would not allow me to take it as a lump sum, but I did take it as a monthly pension, but there were decisions that I had to make. I could take it all for myself, or I could have a certain percentage of it that would go to the second to die. John, good you. How do you make that decision? carefully is what I will tell you. The number one thing is if you do have a lump sum option, most all pension plans, if they have that, and most of them do, you can roll that into an IRA. And mm-hmm. so you're you're not getting taxed on it. A lot of people think, well, if I take the lump sum option, I'm going to have all these taxes to pay. That's not the case. You roll it into an IRA. It's not a taxable event. And then you can invest it like you want to. I often show people that that often is a better option. And then we can create income, lifetime income out of that other ways, like using a fixed index annuity, for example, and other types of products and solutions. 
But a pension is just that. There are usually multiple decisions. Like you don't leave your spouse anything. You leave your spouse 25%, 50%, 75%. You've got to be really careful about that. My dad, he was a teamster. And so he had a pension when he retired, when he was 65 years old. And he, unbeknownst to me, he took the uh, single life option, which means that was the most you could get, single life option. Mm-hmm. That's why he did it. But he died four years later oh, of boy. cancer. My mom was still alive, and then she mm-hmm. lived to be 91 years oh, old. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And so she lost his pension, and that was devastating to her. Yeah, I made the decision to uh, do the 75%. If I would pass away, my wife would receive 75% of the pension for the rest of her life. So if you've got a pension out there, there are some decisions that need to be made. And if you want to get in and sit down with John Crows and talk to John Goodhue about your pension, again, that telephone number to call is 906-523-9030, 906-523-9030. I like the idea of a pension. As you said, not many people are offering pensions these days. But for those people who want a pension like substitute. Are you able to build something like that for people? Sure you can. You can use a fixed indexed annuity. We'll do that. A guaranteed lifetime income. The reason I like that option a lot better is you don't annuitize the money to get the lifetime income. Now, what I mean by annuitize the money, the pension plan, like we just talked about, in order to get the lifetime income, you got to give up the bucket of money, the mm-hmm. lump sum that you could have rolled over to an IRA. So it's not there anymore. And this is a real world problem. Let's say you do that. And let's say you pick a 100% survivor option for your spouse, which I think is a pretty smart thing to do. And then let's say you're on vacation at three years from now. Your bus crashes, both of you die. Your airplane crashes and both of you die, whatever. Well, what happens is the money's gone. So your kids don't get anything. I don't think that's the wisest decision in most cases. I can generally have somebody take the lump sum, roll it to an IRA, and create just as much money as they were going to get out of their pension on a lifetime basis. If they ever need the money, they can go in and dip into it because it's not annuitized. The money's still there. When they die, whatever's left over goes to whoever they want it to, their kids, their church, whoever. And so I tend to use that product better and because I think it's a better solution for people. John, there are circumstances where some uh, companies will come to a person who is due a pension and they'll ask them, uh, how would you like to, uh, and they will offer them a buyout of this pension. That happened with the Boeing company and the Pacific Northwest. If that happens, I mean, how do you sort something like that out? Again, very carefully, we're happy to help people with all these kind of things. You have to do an analysis. Which one's better for you and why? And then what are the tax consequences, which is a big deal? How do you plan for all of that? It's not just a black and white answer in most cases. Lots of math. I would call it spreadsheet math, where you just line up for 30 years and show how much you're getting off of it compared to what you would have in your normal pension and see where you are at the end of 30 years. And most of the time, the buyout with the IRA is a way better decision for you. And as I said, I said 16%, and John Goodhue, you said it was actually less than that. Coach Crows, uh, are there really a number of people in this part of the country who have pensions? I know in the school system they do, but to your knowledge, how common would it be for someone listening to us to have a pension in this part of the country? I would say it's probably pretty rare at this point in time. Even our public school employees now, they don't necessarily have a 
pension plan because that would be a defined benefit plan. It's more of a defined contribution plan now. Okay, so for those people who want to create a pension-like income stream for them, once again, we want you to sit down with John and John there at APO Financial. Talk about your individual needs so that you can get on a path towards retirement in which you not only survive, but you also thrive. Once again, for our loyal listeners here, we're offering this retirement playbook at no cost and no obligation whatsoever. All you've got to do is call this number. You can do it this weekend if you want. That number is going to be 906 906- 523 906-523-9030. Leave your information there. Lovely Laura will give you a call back on Monday and set you up with an appointment to talk with John Goodhue or John Crows there at APO Financial. And if you call, we've got these great bucket list books. We'd like to give you one as well. Once again, that number is 906-523-9030. 506-923-9030. You can also request your complimentary consultation online at apofinancial.com. It's APO financial.com want more straight talk and honest answers about your wealth management and retirement journey stay with us there's more retirement playbook from apo financial here on am 920 and fm 107.3 wmpl talk that bridges the gap we're back with more strategies for a retirement in which you not only survive but thrive this is the retirement playbook from apo financial once again Here's John Crows, John Goodhue, and Jeff Shade. Thanks so much for joining us here, making us a part of your weekend. You're listening to The Retirement Playbook with Coach John Crows and John Goodhue of APO Financial. Again, we've got a brand new office right here in downtown Lorium. We so much invite you to stop by, say hello to Coach Crows, and ask your particular questions about your retirement journey. And we also have those great books, too. It's the Bucket List book, and we'd love for you to take one of those home. Again, our number to call, 906-523-9030 for your no-cost, no-obligation retirement playbook. And before we go any further, I think people may have missed the first part of the show and they missed that conversation about these seminars that are coming up here. It's actually just a really casual question and answer section. So once again, let's review what these seminars are all about, where they're going to be and what it's going to cost and how people can sign up. The first seminar will be on November 28th. It'll be at the Gogebic Community College and that'll start at six o'clock. And then the following night, we are up in Calumet High School Library and Community Room and that also starts at six o'clock and we're going to have John Goodhue and myself there doing the presentations. And John, why don't you get in and tell them what we're going to be talking about? So we're going to talk about what we do and how we can help people. We won't try to sell you anything, so don't worry about that. There's nothing to be sold. We're there to try to help educate you and really, really want to help you. We want to help everybody. That's really our passion as a company is how many people, how many families can we help every year? And we're going to talk about what a retirement plan looks like. I mean, one, you've got to protect the money that you've saved for retirement. You need to start thinking about protecting it. Number two, you need an income plan. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about why it's so important to have an income plan because it's a roadmap. It's a roadmap for your retirement. Number three, we're going to talk about Medicare We're going to, and we're going to talk about long-term care risk. And we're going to tell you the nine different ways you can actually cover that long-term care risk that we all have. Number four, I love to do tax planning. Mm-hmm. I like not to pay the IRS anything I don't have to. And so we're going to talk about why that's so important in retirement, especially if you believe taxes are going to go up in the rest of your life. I ask this every time I have a seminar. I ask people, anybody here can explain 
explain to me how taxes are going to go down in the rest of your lifetime. You know, I'll buy you the best bottle of wine or whatever you want. I can't see that. And then number five, we're going to explain why everybody should have an estate plan. And we're going to talk about that and we're going to explain why. And that's really the ribbon that wraps up somebody's overall retirement plan. Okay, so this is coming up very soon. Again, no cost, no obligation for this. It is a question and answer section as well. It is a question and answer seminar. Coach Crows, tell people how we can get in touch uh, with you to get on that waiting list. Get a hold of Laura at 906-523-9030 or sign up on APO Financial website. Once again, that number, 906-523-9030. No cost, no obligation. Seating is limited, so be sure to call as soon as you can. In this segment, gentlemen, I want to talk about what we promised. We talk about the difference between wealth preservation and income generation. Actually, those are two very different things, aren't they, John Goodhue? They sure are, and it's pretty common sense, right? Usually, wealth preservation and growth usually is when people are working, they're building their assets, they're contributing to their retirement plans, and so that money is growing. Once you retire, one, you should try to preserve it. That's kind of my number one rule. Let's protect those assets. So that's a preservation, right? And you still need to grow them because you've got to grow them to beat inflation. But you also have to take those assets and create income. It's the very first time you've ever looked at your retirement accounts and had to start pulling money out of them because you're not working anymore. So preserving your assets, absolutely. Growing your assets reasonably, absolutely. But now let's create an income plan to get you the income you need. Jeff, you know, I have this saying that I tell everybody about. I say the first five to eight years of your retirement is when you ought to be doing your big bucket list things. That's why I created the bucket list book. If you have a bucket list, you'll have big things and medium things and small things. And so what you should do for the first five to eight years of your retirement, you should be doing the big things, especially if travel is involved. Because Europe and South American places, they don't like people with canes and walkers and wheelchairs. You should be doing that. Now, that costs more money. Well, have an income plan. Figure out how you're going to fund it. Where's the money coming from? Which accounts are you going to pull it from? Jeff, did you know that if you have several different kinds of money and different kinds of accounts, that the order in which you pull that money out of those different accounts can actually impact how long that money lasts? Yeah, I have heard that. That's something very important. Where do we pull this money from first? That's right. And so having that income plan to do that. And so you've got your go-go years. And then we're going to slow down. You're going to do middle things in your bucket list for another five to seven, eight years. I call those your slow-go years. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, the only place you're going is to the doctor. So those are your no-go years. People always kind of laugh, and people remember that. Your go-go, your slow-go, and your no-go year. That's really retirement. That's retirement income planning. Really, another way to think about it, wealth is about what you own, but income is really what you learn. So as we've learned here, protecting what you have, keeping it safe from market drops, that's number one priority. But number two is creating an income plan. I don't know if that's one and two or should they be the other way around? What I'd like to say about that is it's so important that those two work together because you work your whole life to build this wealth. You want to protect it, your asset protection. But if you don't have a good income plan in your retirement, you're running out of money. That wealth disappears. Is it possible to create a good income plan without touching the principal? Yeah, you can. That's growth, uh, number one. As long as your distribution percentage is reasonable. And I always tell people that when you start taking in money, income from your retirement accounts, don't ever go over a 7% distribution rate. Don't ever take more than 7% out a year 
because if you do and you live a regular life expectancy, that bucket of money will run out. I usually started in like in the five to six percent range of doing a distribution plan for people. But yeah, you can do that. There are ways to, you know, not touch the principal or and ultimately have it have that so you have that wealth to pass on to your kids or leave it to your church or wherever you want that money to go to. There are absolutely ways to plan for that. And I've heard about this four percent rule. We've talked about that here in the show before. A gentleman named William Bangin came up with this years ago and he theorized that if you took only four percent, your money would last as long as you do. But these days, I mean, market conditions, John, they've changed so much. As you said, it's not 4% anymore. It could be 5, 6, 7%. Is that typically the figure or the percentage that you're using? Yeah, I do. And that 4% rule was kind of a joke. If you're relying on the stock market, that's your plan that the stock market is going to give you gains. And that's what you're going to live on in retirement. What they're saying now is the 4% rule really is like the 2.8% rule. I asked John this the other day. I said, hey, you're a math whiz. In math, it rules are rules are rules are rule, right? And it should work all the time. If the 4% rule was a rule, it, they wouldn't be saying, oh, now it's the 2.8% rule. That sounds like a different rule to me. Mm-hmm. Now, when I think of creating an income plan, too, I don't want a lot of risk in that. How can you create a predictable income plan? I mean, create a, a stream of income that's not going to run out. Oh, yeah. You can do it for a lifetime. Did you know that the uh, retirement researchers all over the world, and this includes you know Nobel laureates, I mean, all kinds of them, they don't agree on too many things, but what they will tell you is this. In order to have an optimal retirement, they will tell you, you should have at least your basic expenses covered mm-hmm. with guaranteed lifetime income because you will be less stressed because right. you'll know the money's going to be there. You know, this country's attacking that country or, you know, the, the president change or the, the Senate and the House change or all that kind of stuff, it, that's not going to affect you. And so you're not going to be stressed. If you're not stressed, your doctors always tell you, I know mine does, that stress kills. If you de-stress your retirement years, you'll be healthier. And that means you'll be happier. And that probably means you're going to live a longer life. I think the retirement researchers are right that just covering your basic expenses that you're going to have in retirement with guaranteed income is a really good idea. And you know, Social Security is kind of the base for most people. Some people, like we've been talking about, have pension plans. Those are guaranteed lifetime incomes. If you have a gap in there, and most people do, you probably ought to create some guaranteed lifetime income with other things. The only other way that you can create guaranteed lifetime income is with an annuity. Right. And that's it. There are only three sources. So it's Social Security. It's going to be a pension, as you said. Many people don't have pensions, but we can create pension-like income. And then there are annuities. And when it comes to the basics, again, it's like the you know, the food on the table, the electricity, the four walls and the roof. Beyond Social Security, pension substitutes and annuities. John, can you think of any other things that would produce passive income or at least produce income? I think in my, you know, no-go years and slow-go years, I'd rather have passive income. Well, yeah, there are other tools. There are some different types of, you know, equity investments that have like dividend stocks or preferred stocks that pay an interest rate. Those are fine as long as you're managing them properly. You've got to be careful because when you do that, those are individual stocks. I tend not to like individual stock investing just because of the concentration of risk that you have. And they tend to fall a whole lot harder in bad times, in bad stock market times. But there are other tools to do that. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of long-term bonds. Bonds will create an income for you. But in general, I wouldn't stretch that out very long right now because rates are going to continue to rise. 
And then there's some other tools also. Got a question for you, John. What do you think of the uh, reverse mortgage? That's interesting. You know what? The research says everybody ought to have a reverse mortgage. That is what the research says. And you know what? I have played with it. I've done spreadsheets on it. I think I pretty much believe that too now. And a lot of people say, well, I don't want a reverse mortgage. I don't want to lose my house. That's not how they work. People don't know how they work. They're all government mortgages now, primarily HUD and FHA mortgages. So there's no funny business about them, but they can improve people's retirement. And I have clients that they have plenty of money, plenty of assets. And when they retire, they listen to the research and they do a reverse mortgage. Yeah. If you're not looking to pass on that house to heirs or anything, I have heard that reverse mortgages certainly are a lot different than they used to be. You're really not going to lose your house. A reverse mortgage could be another source of income in retirement. John, I am sure that based on our conversation here about income generation, that our listeners have some questions and they want to get in and sit down and talk to you about that, as well as generating income for a retirement that could last 30 plus years. I want you to request your no cost, no obligation, no judgment, APO Financial Retirement Playbook. You can get it by calling 906-523-9030. Why don't you do it this weekend? Leave your information there. Laura will call you back on Monday and get you in to sit down with John and talk about your individual situation. 906-523-9030. When you call, Laura will find a spot for you that works for you in your schedule. Remember, there are no cookie cutter plans at APO Financial. Everybody is treated as an individual with their individual hopes, dreams, goals, and desires. So what are you waiting for? 906-523-9030. You could also request your complimentary APO Financial Retirement Playbook online at apofinancial.com. It is apofinancial.com. And don't forget, we got a lot of these bucket list books. Stop on by the office. We'd like you to uh, leave with a bucket list book or we'll send you one out in the mail. Well, gentlemen, our clock says it's time to go. I want to thank you for your time today. But most of all, I want to thank the fine people here of this part of the country for listening to us. For John and John, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of the Retirement Playbook right here on WMPL, talk that bridges the gap. The opinions voiced on the Retirement Playbook from APO Financial are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing.